0: Just a few moments ago, can we lift up our voices and just shout hallelujah? Can anybody just extend their their, their, their gratitude to the Lord this morning? Tell him how grateful you are to be here. Hallelujah, we're here to worship and praise the name of Jesus. Anybody have joy? Anybody have joy? Come on. Jesus is here. Jesus is joy. Hallelujah. Let's praise and worship him. Let's step out of our seat. Let's be free to move around. Let's give the Lord some praise in this place. Hallelujah.
1: Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want to welcome you to Christ in the church today. It's such a pleasure and an honor to have you. Those that are online, we welcome you. But at this time, we're going to do prayer. And I want to going to be done a little different. God us, and we want to do this expeditiously. Please, everyone, just follow the instructions. Bishop, can you come, please? I'm going to do this real quick. All the ministers, all licensed ministers, I want you to step forward, please. Bishop, I want you to anoint every one of the licensed ministers in the room. Hallelujah. There's just been a whole lot that the devil has been attacking our bodies, attacking our minds, attacking our finances, attacking everything. And we want to put that into subjection unto the Lord today. Amen. We want to be in one accord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray real quick for all the ministers. And after that, we want all the ministers, you're going to get some oil on your hand. And I want everyone to step forward and every single person that's in here, we want the anointing oil to be upon you. And we're going to pray for each and every one of us. So we're all in one accord. So whatever stronghold, whatever we're battling or dealing with, and if you're okay, it's okay. You may have someone that is struggling. There's some husbands at our home that is not able to be here. We're also going to intercede for our family. Amen. Let us all pray for the ministers that are gathered here today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, almighty God, for the ministers that you have chosen By your spirit,
2: O God, we pray your anointing and we pray your strength upon these men, God, that you've chosen to lead and to lead, oh God, your message and conduits. I pray a fresh anointing upon them. I pray that your spirit, Lord God, will guide them and lead them, Lord God. I pray for boldness, Lord God. Touch your body and touch your minds. That as they minister, Lord,
3: that they will be, oh God, in the position that they need to be in. That, Lord, they can be used by you finally, miraculously, with boldness, with courage. Touch your minds.
1: Want everyone in the congregation who is able to. I need you to come forward real quick. Everyone get in. All the ministers, make sure you have oil on your hands. And we're going to do this expeditiously. Go apart and just anoint every single person. The musicians, praise and worship team, all the official greeters who are not able to come in. I need you to go and touch every single person that's in the place today. Hallelujah. Jesus.
2: many will wait on the Lord? How many is going to wait on the Lord? We don't really have a choice. But I learned some time back that waiting on the Lord, you may be seated, doesn't necessarily mean just stand around and do nothing. Wait on the Lord requires us to keep serving Him to keep worshiping him to keep praising him I liken it unto when you go to the restaurant for a nice dinner what you do is you get served by the waiter and the waiter is the one that takes care of your meal the waiter is the one that is busy doing for you well that's us we are waiters for Christ. I'm going to wait on him. I have a couple of announcements and we'll get right into our offering service, but our CSTI next trimester begins next Sunday. That's March 10th. And so we know we have a online mobile, Bible college that many of us attend in this church and even other churches. And it's every Sunday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And we're off during the summertime, but throughout the year, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. You want to learn more about the Word of God? Learn more about the Lord? Join us. $140 for a trimester. At the end of two trimesters or four trimester, I'm sorry, at the end of two years or four years, you get yourself a degree. So see, Brother Tom, for those who are a part of CSTI and those who want to be a part of CSTI, he will help you navigate the process. Somebody say amen. Amen. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I see some of our Young people making their way over, they don't even want to wait anymore. We started having children's church a few weeks ago, and now they can't wait to get rid of us. Look at them. I didn't say one word yet. Look at them. Kyler modeling the sign just so everybody can see. You want to come to the front? Come here, Kyler. Come to the front. Since you're so desperate for everybody to see your sign. Come on, come, come right here and stand in the front so everybody knows children's church time. If you have a child that's five years old to 15, 16, you can meet us over in the fellowship hall. We have wonderful, wonderful youth pastors and youth leaders and youth ministers that will help you uh, with your children, minister to them what they like. They don't like to hear me. They want to hear those people over there, so they can't wait to get out of here. Thank you, Kyla. (laughs) He would have stayed there a little longer if I didn't say thank you, Kyla. (laughs) Hallelujah! If you are a guest here this morning, and you've been this is your first, second, or third time in this church, first, second, or third time guest, will you stand? First, second, or third third time guest? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tierra,
4: good
2: to see you. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh boy, y'all know me like a book, huh? So Tierra, you know I was looking for Ian, right? So you know Rosalie know me like a book, and so she like in the bathroom, so I wouldn't be asking you any because she knew the next thing would be, well, where's Ian? Wayne and Mike Greenfield, good to see you this morning. Priscilla, good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. We welcome you and we're so glad you're here. And to all of our guests, all of you that are here this morning, as you know, whatever we can ever do for you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to ask us. And I will always invite you to come and talk to me. Um, Jesus is the only mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. And I try to do my best to figure out what I can do, but sometimes I need you to come and tell me what's going on so I can help you. So if you are looking for the Lord to help you in your walk and you want to get stronger, come and talk to me and we will help you. I'm just not a figurehead standing before you. I'm, I'm an actual person. And you can talk to me and we can conversate and we can figure out things together. We can check with the word of God and we will get some things done and you can grow and be who God wants you to be. So come and see me. If you would like to talk to me about anything concerning your walk with Christ, and I would love to meet with you and discuss and help you. But we welcome all of our guests this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, too. Okay. I see you looking like you have something for me. No. All right. Like I'm landing. I'm an air traffic controller up here they giving me messages, they giving me signals y'all don't see it, but I get signals people doing stuff and I'm like, I'm supposed to understand that and communicate to you what the signal is (laughs) All right, it's offering time the other day the other day I was thinking about offering this morning because I'm going to do a special offering this morning, right? And I was thinking about offering and I felt like the Lord kind of smirked at me and says, y'all do all that work to try to get people to give and I don't even know why I have to you know move y'all to give when it's you that's benefiting from giving. I was like, I'm sorry, Lord. We're so we're so just I don't even know what to say about us. If that's including me that we have our minds fixed a certain way and God is like smiling, winking at us like, you're really getting yourself worked up about bringing some money into my storehouse when only you benefit from that. Because I don't need your money. I own everything. Everything is under my control. And whatever I ask you to do is going to benefit you. I said, my bad, Lord. So I'm not going to beg you and give you, you know, a speech about giving. But what we will do is we normally kind of back up our giving with scripture to let you know we're not just telling you to give. We want you to see the word of God that tells us to give and we want you to see what God can do when you do give. And so at this time I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to give our special offering this morning and I don't call it special offering. It's a special process in receiving the offering this morning. And, and it's like an all-inclusive thing here that we can all go through. This morning, Brother Scarlett said, Pastor, you're doing a special offering and I already had my envelope written out and when he told me that, guess what? Went right out another envelope because I know we are doing our special way of giving this morning and God just wants to bless us. Can I tell you this real quick? So we purchased this building, this entire building. We don't We don't just own this section over here, just in case you might have been wondering. We just don't own this section. This entire property of almost three acres and this entire 18,000 square foot building belongs to this church. This is y'all building. Okay? However, God is so, he knows everything, that when we purchased this building, we had tenants. And so God says, I'm going to let you fill out this space. And let the tenants pay your mortgage. But the day will come where I'm going to move the tenants out. And you're going to have to take this whole thing over and make it work for reaching lost people and filling it up. So I feel like that day is coming quickly. And here is what has to happen. When we, as we see this church grow, we're going to have to knock down this wall. So we can make the sanctuary much bigger and put more seats in here. We're going to have to do some more things. We want to have a coffee shop over at the far end. We need to do some things. So it's not just to say, let's get rid of the tenants. We need to have some money saved that as soon as they go, we can do construction. I don't know if you thought about that. And so... We're doing that. We want to do that, and God will help us to do that. God placed us here, and whatever God wants to get done, he's going to get done. Whether we're willing or we're not, he just needs a leader that will lead. And for now, I'm that leader that will lead you. Interestingly, in this church, I don't know if it's right or wrong, good or bad. I think it's biblical, though, that I don't try to make you do anything. I don't believe God made us do anything. Now, I know generations before, they made us do things. Because they just knew what was best for us. So they made us do it. Today, we can't make anybody do anything. But what I will do is teach you and instruct you in the ways of God. And it will be up to you what you do. Because I can't make you do anything. Only you can decide what you want to do. And so that's the way how we will do things here. And we always will do things that way. I will teach it, instruct it from the Word of God, and you decide what you will do. Now, I hope you make the right decision. Because what a, as a pastor, what I see a lot of times is we do what we want, and then we end up in a miserable situation, and then we blame others because we're afraid to blame God for the situation that we're in. And we never stop to think, how did I get there anyway? A lot of times we put ourselves in the situations and the predicaments that we get into. I believe if we would just listen to God the first time, we wouldn't get into a lot of situations. We wouldn't be spending extra money on things that we're spending money on because God saved us a lot of money, um, Brother Greenfield, when we stopped drinking. I know some of y'all drank Budweiser. Budweiser and cheap stuff. I didn't. So he saved me a ton. ton. For those of you, because marijuana been legal and you're enjoying smoking it, he can save you a ton if you stop smoking it. You ever look at our world and see how confused our world is? I love being in the kingdom of God. They legalize marijuana, but if you get caught While under the influence of marijuana, you're going to jail. I don't know. Everybody getting smoked out. Yesterday, I got an Uber trying to get to the airport. I was in Georgia. When I came, when the Uber pulled up, all four windows down. Dude must have been smoking around the corner. You know when you have the Uber that says four minutes, four minutes, and four minutes is like 10 minutes? I said, yeah, he stopped, he's smoking because this four minutes was ten minutes and finally he showed up, all the windows down and as soon as I got in with my whole family I'm like, this is not good so I'm watching the road ready to grab the steering wheel because if he make one wrong move I'm, mm. they smoked out Uber drivers I don't know if Uber ain't doing a the test they need to get a like a thing that you blow before you start driving for Uber that's another story I don't know why I'm, you want to be blessed? it's up to you God has been good to me I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I wasn't living for God and giving to God. My financial situation has nothing to do with my job or how good I am with money. It has everything to do with my faithfulness to giving to the kingdom of God. That's what my financial situation has to do with. Nothing but giving to the kingdom. So if you want your financial situation to be good or better than it is, give. Give. First thing is God says, bring your tithes and offer it into the storehouse. Tithe is a tenth. A tenth. Can I tell you something real quick? God was asking us to give the first tenth of everything that we earn. He wants the first tenth. You know when he started that? In the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, it says of every tree in the garden. You can eat them, except for one. God was showing us a principle from day number one, that the first of anything that you have, give it to God, and God bless the rest of it. That's our tithing work, that when you give your first, not when you're almost running out of money, let me go give this to the church. First tenth, if you have $100, you give $10 to God. And God say, I bless the 90% that's remaining. How does that work? I watched that work before. That worked like this. You got four tires. You need four tires on your car, and you just don't have the money. And all of a sudden, somebody call you up. Hey, I bought these tires that don't fit my car. Would they fit your car? Brand new. And you go check it out. Yeah, they'll fit my car. And those four brand new tires could have ran you $1,200, $1,500. Now somebody giving them to you for free because you gave God your first 10. He protects the 90. He says what he means by I protect it, he means I won't allow it to just flee from your hands. I won't allow the canker worm, the palmer worm, and, 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 and all these things to eat up your money. I will defend and protect your money when you give me your first 10. But if you don't give me your first 10... As soon as you get paid, you're gonna find out your money fleeing from you. And you're wondering why did I never have any money. Because you're not bringing your first tenth to God. And bring it cheerfully. Don't bring it grudgingly. Don't bring it like, man, I gotta give God my first tenth. And if you don't start while you make a little bit of money, you'll never do it when you start making big money. I'm telling you, you you making two fifty a week? Bring that twenty five dollars to Jesus. That's cool. Because Jesus will see to it that you can make a thousand, two thousand a week. So it won't make you feel all heavy when you're making two grand and now you gotta bring two hundred. I don't take offering every Sunday, so you won't have to deal with this next Sunday. But I'll tell you this, and you'll hear it in the preaching today. God want me to teach you all. I mean, teach you just technically. Want me to walk you through his word. Because too many people have been in church for a long time and don't understand why they were doing what they were doing. They just came to the church and just looked around and started doing what everybody else was doing. And they did not know why everybody else was doing it. And so when the devil attacked, he got you because you didn't know why you were doing it. You didn't understand the principle of why you were doing it or why God said to do it. You did not know why. And so the devil was able to talk you out of your blessings because you didn't know why you were doing it. Oh, that ain't necessary. How you know that wasn't necessary? Well, you didn't learn why it was necessary. Special offering. Y'all with me? Statement of faith. Decree. Thou shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Job twenty-two twenty-eight. So Job is telling us we can declare and decree a thing if it's already written. You can't declare God's word if it's not already God's word. So when we say we declare something, it's because God already said it. It's already written. So that's what we're going to do here today. Next slide. All right. You sure that's the right thing? Y'all good right there? Go back to the first slide. All right. Go to the next slide. Okay. Y'all ready? Because we say it together as we get ready to give. We say it together. Y'all ready? Get your offering in your hand. Some people got their phone on because that's the offering. The offering on the phone. My goodness. We got the phone in the hand, so that's the offering. Amen. We'll show you. You have different ways that you can give electronically. We'll show you after we get done going through this. You ready? You're going to read with me? Let's go. I am a thigh. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked, the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. Something is wrong over there. What's wrong over there? No. Something is wrong over there. Where's Patrice? She's not over there. That's why. I knew something was wrong. Hallelujah. Hold your offering. Because we're gonna see the work say the word of God the way it needs to be said. Now, I'm not just gonna be saying anything. Hallelujah. That thing's supposed to be systematically in a row. Was it? It's ready. Start back over. Let me make sure y'all could go. go from the very beginning statement of faith decree. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Job twenty-two 28. Let's go. Y'all know y'all gonna hear from me today. Audio visual they gonna hear from me bad today. Don't, don't do that. You know I need things to be on point. Upon the authority of your word I have given, and it shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. No. No. We receive jobs. Where is it? All right, go back to the next one. Okay. We won't do it that We won't say it today, this morning. We'll skip it. Bring your tithe and your offering. We have scriptures that endorse it. I promise you come back next week. We'll do it right. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for health and strength. Yay, Lord, sometimes we battle sicknesses, but you've still been good to us. You've been so good to us that, Lord, we can ever imagine. And so this is the portion of our service where we bring to you our earnings. What you have allowed us to earn, Lord God. You gave us the mind. You gave us this, the, the, the the strength, the, the help to go and earn. And we're grateful. We bring our tithes and our offering into the storehouse. You pour us out blessings, Lord God, that we will not have room enough to receive it, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, for... The blessings of God, financial blessings. There are many in here today, Lord, that need financial blessings. And we want them, Lord God, to be blessed. Have your way with them, Lord God. Let them see increase, Lord, because they are faithful in their giving, because they trusted you and had faith in your word, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you will give us health and strength. Those who are battling sicknesses, Lord God, I pray that the healing virtue of the Lord will flow in their lives. And for those who are going through loss, that are mourning, Lord God, we stand with them. I pray your comfort and your peace, Lord God. I pray that you will bless them and keep them, Lord God. Bless their families and keep them unified, Lord God. Have your way in the rest of our service, Lord Jesus, as we give you the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. And let everybody say amen. "Amen." Bring your tithes and offering into the storehouse of the Lord.
0: And as you continue to give, let's worship and praise the Lord one more time. Do I have any prayer, uh, pra- praisers in here? Any Pentecostals? Any Apostolics in the room this morning? during a couple tambourines I don't think we got any washboards anymore but can we take it back and go back a a couple generations ago and give the Lord some old school praise come on let's go hallelujah Jesus I wonder if anybody can put their hands together come on come on stand up and clap your hands everybody clap your hands everybody clap your hands
3: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. the Lord to say oh, 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 girl, you we gotta go we wanna say well done well my good in faith my good in faith there is the joy Lord of the Lord. Lord
0: somebody give the Lord some praise in the room
2: I wish somebody would just lift their hands, open up their mouth, and give God the great praise that he deserves. He is the King of all kings. The Lord of all lords. He is sovereign. He's the great I am. Oh, there is nobody like Jesus. Nobody like Jesus. Nobody like
3: Jesus.
2: Hallelujah. tell somebody there's nobody like Jesus. Uh, uh. You can search high and you can search low. You can look to the left or look to the right. You can't find nobody like Jesus. For he's God all by himself. There is none to compare him to. He is the creator. He is the one who gave life and he is the one that's sustaining life. We're breathing right now because of Him. We're able to praise right now because of Him. We're clapping our hands because of Him. Oh, hallelujah. We're in our right minds because of Him. Jesus, we thank You this morning. We praise Your holy name. What a mighty God we
4: serve.
2: What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. I like what I feel. And I feel what I like. This is the church of the living God. And when the church gets the praising God, there is nothing like it. There's supernatural things that are transpiring in the spiritual realm. Things are happening right now in your hearts and in your mind that you don't even understand. Because the sovereign God is at work. Hallelujah. You may be seated just for a short while. We have some birth certificates that we want to hand out. Yeah. Jamali, I want Jamali Romance to come. Jamali, come here. Come get your birth certificate. You got Born of the Water, February 25th, 2024. Hold it right there. Don't move. Amen. We want Tierra. Tierra, come on, sister. i call you sister because you real sister for real. You got Born of the Water, February 25th. Hold it right there. Hold on, hold on, Tiara. Hold, Tierra. hold Okay. We'll get we'll get the spell right there for you, Tira. Oh. So we're good then. All right. I just know the names, I probably wasn't paying attention. Ian. Come on, Ian. Ian, it's good to see you. God bless you, man. Yes, sir. This is your gift, this is your birth certificate. Turn around, it's a gift certificate too. Amen. Open it face and wide. Let me stand with the folks here. Hallelujah. You all right there, Brother Tom? We might have to give that job to one of these young people. Young people just act like they're not taking pictures. They take about 50. My goodness. Son, we appreciate you. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get into the Word of God today. Kind of just letting the Lord have his way. You know, not trying to rush the Lord. Just want the Lord to do what the Lord wants to do. I was visiting my sister-in-law in in Georgia. I was down there to be a witness to a wedding and do a little part in the wedding. And my sister-in-law was so curious about what I do. And she said, Don't you just get up there and wing it sometimes? I said, hey, Ayana, I pray every time before I stand before God's people. I will not try to wing it. If I'm winging it, believe me, it's the Holy Ghost. It Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to wing it. What, what a man of God or a woman of God do when they stand before you is so important. To that you cannot take it for granted and just wing it. This is about life. Let me tell you, physicians, doctors, they, they minister and, and, and administer medicine to your physical body. But your body one day will go back to the ground. Thus, thus we came from, thus we go back to. That's our physical body. But because your soul came from God, anything that comes from God is eternal. And when God breathed and we became a living soul, we became an eternal soul. And so our soul will live forever. So the men of God or the women of God that stand to minister, they're they're doing something that's eternal. And so the soul will live on forever while the flesh may die. And we will take on a new body one day if we're in Christ. We're going to live forever from a soul perspective, body perspective. It will die. So what man does, and we thank God for the ability of the doctors and what they do, what they do is temporary. They're making your body work temporarily. Because it's sure enough one day, as it's appointed to man to die once, that body will die. So what man does, it's temporary. What God does, it's eternal. So, what we do here is too important for me to wing it. It's about the Word of God and what God wants to do. Amen. Well, if you will stand with me, you can get your Bibles out on your phone. You can look on the screen with us. If you're one of those that's still holding on to one of these. Pretty soon there's gonna be a generation that's gonna ask me, What's that? You think that's funny, it's true. There's gonna be a generation that's gonna ask me, What is that black book in his hand? It's called a Bible. For y'all had technology, this is how we read the word of God. Still all right with me. Technology makes you just glance at stuff. But when you do it the old school way, you read and it sticks. Educators will tell you, and I'm not an educator, will tell you, reading and writing, it 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 is the basic, but you retain better that way than just electronically glancing. As a matter of fact, we don't read anymore. We we've been uh, down to just an image, show an image, image supposed to tell you what's going on. That's where we are now. Just just show them an image, and the image tell you what's going on. Not good. We need to read God's Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We need to read the Word, not just glance at it or see an image. Ephesians chapter 1. If you have children 5 years old to 15 years old, we have children's church next door. They will enjoy that better than they will inside the sanctuary. And plus, you'll get a break if you want from your, cut, from your kid while you listen to the Word of God. So... someone can take them next door if you'd like, if they're still here. And uh, we want to bless your children and bless you at the same time. Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings In heavenly places in Christ.
1: According
2: as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I'm going to deal with holy in the next week or so when I take you through the studies of holiness and spiritual maturity or Christian maturity but somehow holy has been thrown out of the church and we just kind of live however we want but holy is still in the book. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. In case you missed it God does things for his pleasure, not yours. A lot of us getting jammed up with that because we want everything to be according to our pleasure. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. If you were following and reading along, you would see that what he is saying he has done for us is past tense. It's already done. And so there's a lot of things that we're battling with and we don't need to because what we need has already been done. But we don't really know that until we understand that through the word and that is taught to us. And so for a little while I want to talk to you on this topic Destined by God. Destined by God. Father, your presence is in us. Your presence is in the midst of us. We have gathered here today for a variety of reasons. You know the need of every person in this room even now. And Lord, we ask that if our needs are according to your purpose that before we walk out of these doors today, you will exceed every need that is in this house. Because God, all the resources belong to you. All power is in your hands. And there's nothing that we have need of that you cannot allow us to have. So God, I pray that you will speak to your people through your word today. Will you allow me to be your oracle, to speak Lord Jesus as the Spirit of God move me, and that the hearers will hear as the spirit of god moves them have your way in this place will you manifest your power will you demonstrate with signs wonders and miracles that your will and your will alone will be done today we give you the praise and the honor for these things we pray in jesus name somebody say amen thank you for standing and reading you may be seated destined to By God. The richest person in the world today is Elon Musk. Elon Musk is worth an estimated $205 billion. The Arnold family is the richest family in the world at an estimated value of 229000000000 billion. They're richer than the Walmart people. They are. But I'm here to tell you this morning, all those riches do not compare to the spiritual wealth we have in Jesus Christ. Now that's about 15 of y'all clapping. But if I can get you all, everybody in this room to believe that the wealth that you have as a Christian is greater than all the wealth of this world. If I can get you to believe that, I will get you to revolutionize the way you live and the way you conduct your life because your riches is greater in Christ than all the riches of this world. There is no comparison for the spiritual wealth the Lord Jesus has given us access to. No comparison. I know we've been trained to think, my goodness, Elon Musk, my goodness. Goodness, Zuckerberg, my goodness, all these people and all this, these quote-unquote famous people that are wealthy. I know it's, it's, it's gotten to the place where we're all like, my goodness, they are so wealthy. Just give me a little something. Huh. You know, there's a study that proves that I don't know what the percentage, percentages are. I think it's probably about 85%. Of people that win the lottery go broke after five years. That's the same percentage of sports guys, athletic people, who are millionaires, that after five years of playing, they go broke too. But we're chasing riches. We think riches are important. We think that, man, if I can just get this much money. Church, from where I sit. I can make the assessment right now. I don't want to have the money that Zuckerberg have. I don't want to have the money that Elon Musk have. I don't want to have that money. The Bible says it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven. It didn't say it's impossible. It says it's hard. And here is the truth of the matter that we don't even understand. Most of us in this room right now under the sound of my voice is rich compared to 95% of the world. And because you are rich compared to 95% of this world, guess what's going on in your life? You got a lot of things you're thinking about. You got a lot of uh, responsibilities that you have to cater to, which means less time for God. So just think now, if you were a billionaire, tell me where God fit in at. I know you want to say I'll pay everybody, but you have to worry about paying everybody. You have to worry about who's getting paid. You have to worry about your checkbook all the time. And so if you are wealthy, the chances of you being saved is very slim. So because I know that, I'm good. Lord, just give me what I need when I need it. Listen. I'm not telling anybody not to strive to be rich. I'm just telling you where I sit, what I want. You can decide what you want. I told you earlier in this church, I won't tell you what to do except for what the word says. I won't make your decisions for you. You have to make your decisions. But I sure enough have made my decision that, Lord, I don't need to be rich. Because with what little responsibility I have with the little bit of money I make, that's, that's already complicated for me. For those of you that are responsible in paying bills, think about how that works. What we say? Robbing Peter to pay Paul. That takes some, some, some brain power. That takes some brain power to see which one of the bills you can stretch out a little longer or which one you can pay first. and That takes a little bit of brain power, a little bit of worrying power. And that's with our little bit that we have. So you want to be rich? Because you probably will be trading your eternal life for the rich. Not because that's what you will try to do. It will just happen that way. Spiritual wealth is what we have. God says he has has bestowed upon us all spiritual blessings. And so that's what we have when we become born again of the water and of the Spirit. Automatically, we have access to all the spiritual blessings. In the Old Testament, God promises people Israel material blessings as a reward for their obedience. Today, God promises to supply all our needs as saints of God according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And guess what? Unlike us that like to make promises that we can't keep, God can keep every single promise that He makes to you. There is not one promise I know what the I know somebody sitting back saying, "Yeah, I've been waiting for God to do yeah," and God been waiting for you to step up a little bit more before He make that promise come through. We got to start taking responsibility for how we live in our life and stop sitting back worrying about how is this going to work and why isn't God working? God wants to work. Are you kidding me? You're the apple of his eye. He wants to work on your part, but he can't just work and let you be destroyed while he works in your life. God don't want to withhold anything from you. No good thing that he wants to withhold from you. So if you don't have it, it's just not time or you're not ready for it. The reason God can bless us in all that he has blessed us with is because God is a blessed God. He is the blessed God. Ain't no other God that could call himself blessed. God, he is not frail or impoverished. He has every resource at his disposal. And the devil doesn't own a thing. God has every resource at his disposal because in the beginning, God created. And so everything that is in the universe and outside of the universe, God created. He has everything at his disposal. God is a good parent. He is not only good to us, he is good for us. After you come to learn who God is, you walk around some days, I know I do, and shake my head and says, why everybody not living for God? All right. After you come to realize who he is and how powerful he is, what, what he does, I walk around some days and shake my head and says, why isn't everybody living for God? I wonder why doctors are not living for God. So many doctors have looked at X-rays, and so many doctors have planned surgeries, and exactly what they saw, and ready to go in and do, it no longer is there. Why aren't they saved? Because they know, because they 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 deal in you know the physical and the, you know the the the, the, the educational, and if, it, if 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 something is wrong today within the body, and tomorrow is not, and and you didn't do it, doctor, then who did it? But we just got to live the way we want to. Can you take it from this preacher this morning? I live the way that I want to. And it's just a revolving door if you live the way you want to. It's just a revolving door when you live the way you want to. I watch our world and, and, and watch this. Some of you know this. And for those that are, you know, past 50, you know this. So I'm watching you know, the past few years, the pants that they make, you know, the legs are narrow. Cool. Now I'm watching bell bottoms coming back. I'm watching this stuff, and I'm just, I'm just watching this stuff. I'm watching. I'm like, look at this foolishness! Look at this foolishness! They're gonna come back with bell bottoms, then they're gonna go to the medium size, then they're gonna go back to this to, to the tapered. What is? Because we're just bored. Nothing else to create. We're bored. So we're living in this revolving door. If you are living outside of God, you're just living in a revolving door with no expectation but the old stuff coming back. The elders used to say, I just keep the same clothes in my closet because sooner or later they come back around. So some of the elders, they got bell bottoms, they got tapered pants, they got the medium size, they got everything. And so depending on what's going on, that's what they're pulling out of the closet. And some of these young people are thinking about, man, that's fresh. No, it ain't fresh. No, it's not fresh. It's been going on like this for many, many years. And it won't change because the Bible says ain't nothing new under the sun. But when we are born again of the water and of the spirit, we get access to all spiritual blessings. God had blessed us, not is blessing us. Ooh. God is blessing me. No, he may be blessing you. God has already blessed me. All I have to do is access what God already gave to me. Oh, somebody ain't getting that. God had blessed us. It's past tense, meaning we already have access to the resources of heaven. The blessings of God are a finished work. From God's viewpoint, we possess our promised land, heaven, already. Ooh. Boy, these are the things that we struggle with. Some stuff that's like legit Bible stuff that God is trying to tell us and we're struggling with it because we've lived under bondage for so long. We allow the bondage of sin to mess us up. And so when God tells us something good, we can't even grasp it. Because sin has controlled us. Sin has a hold on us. And so when God tells us, when you become born again of the warden of the spirit, you already have all the blessings that I can bestow upon you. It's just up to you to access it. I heard a woman preach, she's 97 years old now, and she'd go around and preach and says, if you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you, all you got to do is let him out. That's what she say. let him out. And so if you got God's Spirit dwelling in you for real, for real, if you allow him to work in your life, you will see you do have all spiritual blessings in your life. I don't know. I'm going to try to convince you as we go along today. What I'm trying to tell you, I'm going to try to convince you. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's go. The blessings of God are a finished work. From God's viewpoint, we possess all of it even right now. All of the blessings we can ever receive from God have already been created and we have access to them. The first step to possessing our blessings that God said we have is that we got to believe that God is who he says he is. This is why the Trinity is no good. The Trinity don't take the supernatural. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The Spirit... This is what the Trinitarian people say. The Spirit, who is God, exists always. Okay, that don't take anything because it always exists. Son, okay, plenty of people born all day long every day. So for a son to be born, what's the big deal? I'm a son. I was born. Many sons here, born, right? So that's no big deal. And God's Spirit, we already had God's Spirit from the first time he created us. When we received the Holy Ghost, we received the second breath. The first breath is when we become a living soul. You'll catch it later on so 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 spirit, man, and spirit God that ain't no great thing now what's great is God, who is spirit, becomes human and still be, still is God all by himself still owns and controls everything still is the conquering lion still is the almighty with all knowledge and all power now that takes something how can god become a man i know i'm glad you asked and if you know that god now you on the right track because now you will know if he can do that what can't he do That's why it's important that we come to know who God is. He ain't no three in one. He's one God that came as a man because when we get to heaven, we're not going to see Father over there, Son over here, and Holy Spirit over there. Who are we going to pray to? If we go to heaven and we got Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who should you pray to? Well, I should go to the Father because the Father was here first. Well, what about the Son? And what about the Holy Spirit that's been in you guiding you? only one. He's always been one. He's always one. He just decided because he's so awesome and so sovereign and so great that he says, I'm spirit. But in order for me to save them, I need to become human and still be spirit as I am. And so he came as a man and died for our sins. And so now when he ascended to heaven, He's on the throne by himself. When we get to heaven, we're going to see one God sitting on the throne. And his name is Jesus. That's who we're going to see sitting on the throne. Not no father, not no son, and not no holy. As a matter of fact, father ain't no real name. Son ain't no real name. Holy Ghost ain't no real name. You a father, you a son, and you got the spirit in you. So that ain't no name. It's not until we know your name that we know who you are. God's name is Jesus. So for all the people that like to say the Pentecostal, the one that's Pentecostal, they always talk about Jesus is God, Jesus is God, and their oneness. Yeah, because we just know Jesus is God. Why would I keep saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost when I know the Father is Jesus, the Son is Jesus, the Holy Ghost? Why do I have to... Keep talking like that. Let me just say who he is. His name is Jesus. I hear you. I hear you. I heard somebody. I got it. So who was he praying to? Understand this, church. I have to pray. You have to pray. Every human being have to pray. So if he's human... He got to pray. And because he's being the perfect example, we got confused. Because he's being the perfect example, we got confused. Because if he would have came and not prayed, not a good example. Because now you, 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 you're using your authority because you got to say, don't, you ain't got to, listen, I'm God, I ain't got to do all that. That's what we do. But God is so perfect in all his ways that he came to earth and obeyed the laws that he created. And so that's all he was doing, praying to, he said, the Father, but he was really praying to himself. But he had to, the scriptures had to be written that way, so everybody that reads them realized, let me give you this, let, this should help you just probably all the way. Why did he get baptized? Because the only reason for baptism is if you have sinned. Jesus never sinned. So if Jesus never sinned, why did he get baptized? Same reason why he prayed. He is just the perfect example to us. And don't get it confused when he's being the perfect example. Why is he praying? Perfect example. He don't need to pray. He didn't need to pray. He didn't need to fast. He didn't need to do none of it. He was being the perfect example. Why did he go to the wilderness? He didn't have to go to the wilderness. He's showing us, y'all need to take time away and go fast and pray and consecrate yourself. He was just showing us what we need to do as humans. Don't get confused. There's one God. His name is Jesus. He manifested himself as man because guess why? There was not one person walking the earth that was sinless. And the only person that could have been the substitute for us was one that was like us but never did what we did. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory. So no man was capable or able to die for us. So the almighty one who created us says, I'll become a man when, like the Sunday school teacher said this morning, he already knew he would be that. Because why? He created us in his image. So if we're created in his image, but we came into existence physically before him, what does that tell you? It was already in his mind. And he just said, you know what? I'm going to create them in my image. And so we came first to see physically, but it was already in his mind that he was going to come as a man, so he created us. I hope I didn't lose you. So the first step to receiving your blessings, the spiritual blessings, is believe that God is who he says that he is. And, and I worked on that a lot because I wanted you to see that maybe we're not receiving the blessings because we really don't know who God is. When we come to know who God is, then we access the blessings. But until we know who he is, we may may not be accessing the blessings and we're living off little trinkets. When people come to church that ain't saved, they feel blessed. Yeah, we're worshiping, we're praising God. They feel something real good. Oh man, it felt good in there. That don't mean they're saved. It just means they're among the people that are experiencing God's goodness. So they come among, but they still got to get saved. So if you're here today and you felt the goodness of God, you still got to get saved if you're not saved. Don't just walk out the door and say, I felt the Spirit. That ain't enough. You got to have the Spirit. The second step to possessing all the spiritual blessings... Is guess what? Just receiving it. So, I like to do this real quick. Let me see. Nobody, nobody that that does that know about everything, come up here. So, I have twenty dollars in my hand. No, sister Vanessa, stay right there. Stay right there. I'm going to give those sister Vanessa just because you was ready. I want somebody else to get it. I have twenty dollars. If you want it, you can have it. I know, no, Isaiah, you were born in this church. You can't do that. No, um, I'm snap. You can't do it. No, you've been in church a long time. I have $20 in my hand. If you want it, you can come and get it. Don't worry. I got y'all. It's... it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show y'all something, because y'all, y'all crazy. No, no, no. Why am I doing that? No, it ain't just giving. Um, Briasia was the only one that lived it out the right way. I showed y'all $20 if you want it, come get it, and most of you didn't. God is doing the same thing, and we're doing the same thing. Because receiving takes something. Receiving don't mean I sit there. Well, God, you know I'm here. What's the big deal? No. Receiving means I go and take what God has already given to me. That's what we're missing. So when I say you got to receive it, you're like, yeah, but just no. It's it's you got to go when God, God already told me this building and this property belonged to this church. But you know what we did? We walked around it and prayed. You know what we did? We put money together and we did everything we needed to do to get it. It didn't mean because he said that it was ours, that we wasn't supposed to do nothing. That's what's wrong with us not receiving the blessings. We're not receiving it. We're not going to get it from God. We're not praying and saying, God, here I am. I seek your face. Whatever spiritual blessings you have for me, I want it. Here is the principle behind it. As I like to say, if you don't want it, you're not going to take care of it. If you don't want it, you won't take care of it. But something that you want badly, that you think is valuable, that you go and get, oh, man, you're treated good. For some people, they get a nice car every day. Because it's what you wanted. We have to learn how to receive from God. We're not learning how to receive from God. We have to know that God is who he says he is and that we need to approach him to go receive it. Because you know why? God is going to say to you, didn't you want it? Didn't I give it to you? Then what? God is a a God that makes us accountable. This is why many people are not living for God. You don't want to be accountable to God. We want to just receive from God and don't have no accountability. I got what I need and keep on stepping. God don't work like that. Your parents might have did you like that. Your loved one might have did you like that. But God don't work like that. God is interested in your development. So he needs us to be accountable. I don't know how I'm preaching today, but I'm just doing it the way I feel the Holy Ghost is leading me. It's, it's amazing to me how we understand that we need to send children to school from an early age to get them developed. But we don't think like that when it comes down to God. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Everything begins in the Spirit. All right, I got to teach. No problem. Everything started in the Spirit. The spiritual world dictates this physical world. When, ooh, I like this one. When you're not spiritual, you become reactional. When you're not spiritual, you're always working to catch up. You're always trying to figure it out when you're not spiritual. Because everything started in the spirit. But when you're spiritual, you already know what's going on. Because you are where it got started. <laughs> Woo! The scripture says, in the beginning, God. Spiritual. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and? Watch this one. This is the one that cut us real deep. Galatians 3 and 3. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Question mark. So what, what, what the word of God was telling the Galatians is you all got started in the spirit and all of a sudden now you're trying to make your flesh tell you what to do. That is ridiculous that, that, that when we got born again it's all spiritual and now all of a sudden we're Christians supposed to be living a spiritual life and all of a sudden we're allowing our flesh to tell us what to do. Your born-again status accesses all spiritual blessings. What do you mean by that, preacher? All spiritual blessings are eternal. Spiritual blessings are eternal while material blessings are temporal. Now you understand. Let's go all the way back to when I started. Now you know Elon Musk and all these rich people is all temporary. Uh uh-huh. I heard some of you say, yeah, I'll take all that money temporarily, though. Okay. Okay. You can put your soul at stake if you want to, too. Y'all see all the news with the rich peoples and the rappers and the celebrities, all the stuff that's going on with them? Uh-huh. Y'all don't know how the devil is working in the background and making y'all think what y'all see is all glamorous. My oldest son wanted to be an actor because you know he he can act. He pretty sm- smooth, you know acting. And I was on my knees praying, God, don't let him become no actor. He ain't know I was praying this either. God, I would say to him, just if you get one of those acting things, I want it to be something not nice, you know. You don't have to curse and all that stuff. And and I know my son, if he would have got it, he would have been flexing. So I ain't tell him. I said, Lord, block every job that he can get that's gonna blow him up. Shut it down. He's still trying to recover from that today. I feel bad, but that's my prayer. He's still trying to recover because maybe if he would have stopped a long time ago pursuing acting, he probably would have been doing something else already for the Lord. But I shut it down. Because I already know that world is a messed up world, that, that, that old entertainment stuff. It's a doggy-dog, nasty, sinful world. And I'm like, nobody should have to give themselves up like that just to achieve some fame and money, and it's all temporary, and it don't give us no right passage to, to heaven. Why we want that? <laughs> all things started in the spiritual first. It all started by God. And it all flowed into the natural. So by the time you can see it, it already happened in the spirit. By the time you can recognize it, it already happened in the spirit. Let me, let, let, me, let me try to get us where we're going to and finish up here. Everything you need to live for God is already in you By the Spirit of God, if you have the Spirit of God. I'm saying it again. Everything you need to live for God is already in you by His Spirit, if you have His Spirit. Natural blessings are only temporary, but spiritual blessings last forever. That's why God never goes into emergency mode. He has always done everything he needs to do to deliver you. You are not waiting on your deliverance until God chooses to give you it. You already possess your deliverance. All you got to do is receive it, fight for it, claim it, and stop sitting back and say, God, God, God. Our maturity in Christ determines how much spiritual blessings available to us. That's a good one. So this is probably the the biggest thing I'll say before I close out here. I'm going to start, not next week, but the next week, Wednesdays. You don't want to miss Wednesdays. I'm going to start teaching this church about holiness and Christian maturity. I'm going to teach it for weeks. You don't want to miss it. Because let me show you here why that's so significant. Watch this. Our maturity in Christ determines how much spiritual blessings available to to us. Galatians 4 and 1. It says in Galatians 4 and 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. The light, the light bulb didn't go on yet. I'll read it again. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he is Lord of all. Though you have all access to the spiritual blessings that God has for you, if you remain a child, you can't have it. Because it says, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. So many of us don't have what God has already bestowed upon us because we're immature Christians. Our maturity in Christ will determine how much of the spiritual blessings we are accessing and how we're handling it. Y'all don't want to hear that. I just gave you the reason why you might be frustrated sometimes. Because I just, I hope you're following me. Because I just said to you, we, we, we we put emphasis on going to school in the natural. We don't put emphasis on learning and growing spiritually. So a lot of us are spiritually immature as much as we've been Christians for a long time. We're spiritually immature. And so the, the, the challenge that we have is we got what we need, we can access it, but if we're immature and we don't know how to handle it, we can't access it. My kids got bank accounts that when the statement come to the house, I watched Jordan did this the other day. Check this out. So we have bank statements that come to the house of the kids because we got bank accounts. I watch him open up his and see the amount. Ain't nothing he can do about it. His name on it, Jordan A. Wyatt. He sees thousands. Ain't nothing he can do. Dad, I know I got money. I know you do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not that God don't love you or God. we taking care of him. We, we whatever he has money, we put it in the bank. Whatever anybody give us money, we put it in the bank. So we love him. He's got it. He ain't accessing it right now because he's immature. Don't get mad at God and don't get frustrated at yourself. Grow up a little bit more in God. Invest more of your time in learning and studying and letting the Holy Ghost work in your life so you can access all the blessings that God has for you. I know we like to say, just just believe it and claim it. Name it and claim it. No. No. No, it doesn't work like that. We have to be mature. That's how God deals with us. He is a parent to us. And no good parent give their children what they can't handle. So he says, it's yours. Back to that scripture. Because as children, we have everything. It's all ours. That bank account is all his. But he's not ready for it. That's us living for God. God not upset. He's not punishing us. He is challenging us, and he, that's why He has sent me here today to tell you, I need you to come up some more in your maturity level. Amen. Because what I want to use you to do You need to understand it When I begin to minister to you Before you even get to the building You will know what I'm going to use you to do During the service What I'm trying to show you to do When you teach our children You're going to be able to impact them so greatly Because I'm going to use you so mightily But I need to help you come up some more So the more you come up The more I work in your life The more you come up The more spiritual authority you will have And you will be able to do some things We like to talk about miracle signs And what? But it requires our spiritual development. It requires our maturity being better so we can handle it. How many times me included we probably walk past somebody that God wanted us to stop and begin to minister to and right there they can be healed right there they can be delivered right there they can just begin to, to receive the spirit of God speaking with tongues if we would have just been sensitive to what God wanted us to do but we walk by because we ain't mature alright watch this I'm finished Taking it in here The process of maturing in Christ Jesus is simply learning how to work out what God has already placed in us. Spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is living from the spiritual reality that resides in us through the Holy Ghost instead of living according to the outward circumstances. So many of us good Christian people are living according to outward circumstances and not the spiritual, the spirit that's in us. We're not accessing that. We're allowing the circumstances outside to dictate how we operate. That's showing us a little bit of immaturity. Right? Watch our little kids, what they do. They don't go by what's inside. They go by what they see, what they feel, what they touch. That's what get them going crazy. But when you become a mature person, you start to work from within. And truth be told, truth be told, i tell you, let me tell you a little secret. The really smart people, they like to watch people that's not as smart as them not be able to have perception and be able to articulate and be able to have uh, understanding like they do. And then guess what? Real smart people, you ever notice, they're usually a lot calmer than those of us that are not so smart. And that's, that's a little bit of flex. I'll be letting y'all a good secret, but it go over y'all head. Smart people like to flex. And what they do is they start they talk low and they don't get all worked up. And those of us that might not be as smart, we start talking. And they start flexing like mm hmm. They ain't telling you that. They don't let you know. I'm just telling you I know the inside. Because I can I can go both ways. The right way. I can go both ways. Uh, you gotta be careful nowadays when you say stuff. <laughs> uh, but 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 I I've, I you know for what I do for a living I sit behind the table and I got to interview you know executives and stuff so that's when I got to put on my uh huh and become uh, official business person right so I know how to do that and then I know how to be excited and be like eh, you can th- think of me as just unlearned person but I don't care. So I can, I can go either way, it, it, which is to just be excited or to just sit back and, and be intellectual. And so intellectual people will flex on you sometimes. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you, don't let the outside control you. Work from the inside because everything is on the inside. That's where all the spiritual blessings flow from is from the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside. Watch this. Watch this. We're coming to a close. A baby... In its mother's womb. Has every gene. Every chromosome. Every trait of an adult already built into it from the moment of conception. That's the way it is with us when we receive the Holy Ghost. If we will allow Jesus, his spirit... Will begin to lead us into new capabilities and possibilities. You don't yet know everything God has planned for you, but you can allow Him to guide you because you have Him leading you. In First Corinthians, the scripture says, in, in First Corinthians two and nine. But as it is written, eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. you have access to everything that you need as a christian it's all about the maturity it's all about where we are in god how are we growing how are we maturing we can't just say man i repented of my sins i got baptized in jesus name i got filled with the gift of the holy ghost and then we think mm, it's all good now let me tell you something the devil is worried about you because he understands your potential and you worried about the devil you know why you worry about the devil? Because you don't know your potential. When, when you come to know your potential, you will start to walk around and say, mm, Come on, devil. Come on now, devil. The devil know your potential and he's doing everything he can to cover your face and blind your mind from understanding who you really are. He don't like what I'm telling you today because he knows that for you to take hold of who you are as a child of God with the spirit of God dwelling in you. If you ever get a hold of that, you're going to step on devil's head like they've never seen and you won't be afraid of them and they will begin to cower down from you. You ain't ever anybody in here ever been like, "Let that devil come." Y'all be afraid of the devil. Come on, y'all need to stop that. Y'all need to stop that. Don't be afraid of the devil. He afraid of you. You ever see a dog that that's afraid of you, but he roaring, but he really afraid. And as soon as you go like this, he's running. When the devil comes against you, you need to recognize that he is not only challenging where you are, he is troubled over what has been deposited in you for the future. That's what he's trying to prevent for you to understand, what's already been deposited in you. Church, you have been chosen by God before the foundation of the world. You have been chosen before God in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. This is why we should be wanting to please God. Because God has been good to us. Let's stand. God has been good to us. He chose us. Before God created the world, he chose you in his mind. Before God created the world, he made provision for you. Can I tell you this? Man, time slipped away today. Can I tell you this? Check this out. Satan knew how much God loved us and how much God loves us. And so that's why he introduced sin in the garden. Here is what Satan was trying to do. He knew that God hated sin, but that God loved us. So when sin got into us, Satan thought he put God in a tight spot that He put God in a dilemma. Yeah, God, let me see how you handle that now. Your most prized possession, walking around with the thing you hate the most. That's how the devil was flexing in the garden. That's how he felt like he got the victory. That God's most prized possession, you and I, his people. God's most prized possession allowed sin to come into their life. And so now God is stuck. His people. That he loves so much, walking around with the sin that he hates so much. How does God figure that one out? And the poor devil didn't realize the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So God had already already made the provision. God knew when he created us that we would allow the devil to seduce us into sin. And God already had in his mind, I'm going to come as a man one day. And I'm going to shed my blood. And that sin that got a hold of them will not have power over them. This is what uh, I believe First John 1 and 9 says, If you will confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The devil didn't see that one coming. He thought he had us. He thought he had God. But God always had provision. God always made a way for us and so I'm here to tell you church access what God has already made provision for you for we are walking around beneath our privileges we're walking around with less than what we should have all because we don't realize who we are and we don't begin to grow and mature so God can bestow it all upon us God don't want to give you something materialistic that's wonderful because spiritual things will turn into material things because once you get it spiritually, you know how to maneuver it physically. And what happens is, what some of us, what God is waiting for is, can I trust you? If I give you that nice house you want, are you going to be home on Sundays trying to clip your hedges? If I give you that nice house, are you going to be trying to get the neighbors on your street to come to the parties that you're throwing and you can't make it to Bible study and you can't make it to church? If I give it to you, what are you going to do with it? That's what I'm trying to get you to understand that that's where God is with us. God's not trying to hold anything back from us. He is just trying to get us to be mature so when we access it, it doesn't take us away from who we are in him. How many people God has blessed and they walked away? They let the blessing be greater than the blesser. Many people are letting the blessing be greater than the blessing. The blessings can never be greater than the blessing. Not to mention, God said in, 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 in the book of Genesis, I give you dominion, us, over everything. It's interesting to me how the thing that God has given us dominion over is controlling us. Because all of what we're dealing with that we consider ourselves doing well at is material blessings. And God said, I gave you dominion over it. Now the material things are having dominion over us. That was never God's intent. We were supposed to rule those things. We were supposed to deal with things properly. If God could have it His way, The church will have everything and everybody will be saved because everybody will know if I go to church, I'm going to be doing good financially and spiritually. But the church is not mature, so now the people that's doing good out there financially, they think, I don't need the church. I earn my own money. I'm doing my own. I don't need the church. Unfortunately, nobody told them that your money will perish one day. And you, if you don't have Jesus, you will be lost eternally one day but they don't care about that because you know how we work from the outside in when we should be working from the inside out it's time that we make up our mind to grow up in God and to become mature it's time that we start putting our we need to stop doing a whole lot of talking can I tell you what I've been doing I did this to my wife yesterday she had great ideas coming up and I just looked at her and said stop talking to me about it just go get it done now, that's my wife. I love her. I wouldn't be a mean. It's just how, where I am today in life. We don't do much talking about stuff. Just either you're going to do it or you're not. That's just how I am. Do it or you don't. But stop. Yeah, you know, I'm just so, no, I don't want to hear it just like God don't want to hear it. If you believe, you do something about it. If you don't then just do your thing. Too many people are saying they believe, but they're not doing anything about it. Too many people are saying, yeah, but they're not doing anything. Just do something about it if you really believe in it. I can't say I believe in God and I don't come to church. If you're here today and you've never been baptized, you haven't been born again of the Word of the Spirit, you can come today and you can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ he can wash away all your sins you'll take the first step and then he can fill you with his spirit second step well that's really the third step repentance, baptism and then being filled with the spirit living holy and righteous if you would, would want to surrender your life you can't today tomorrow is not promised we just got news from Mrs. Josephine, mom one minute she was not feeling good Took her to the hospital. Then she get a stroke. All right, okay, we'll get her to the rehabilitation center. She'll be fine. Next thing we know, she's gone. There's got a of stuff that's been happening. Tomorrow's not promised unto us. So if you haven't given your life to God, tomorrow's not promised. Anyone here today before we close out this service? I know we have one baptism. Come on, Marsha. I'm going to show you how the kingdom of God works. Marshall and Brother Sean work together. They work close by here. Brother Sean is a Christian, so he's been witnessing to Marshall. Brother Sean go to church, Farmingdale. Tenton Falls has been stuck in my mind for so long. Farmingdale. That's where he goes to church. But he works down in this way. And so he has been talking to Brother Marshall. He's even brought Brother Marshall here for prayer, brought him for Bible study. On Wednesdays, we, we're here Wednesdays between 1230 and 130 for prayer. He brought him here. Been talking to him. But Sean is a real Christian. You know, he says, Brother Marshall, Pastor Wayne's church is closer to you than my church is. And so when you're ready to surrender your life to God, you need to do it at that church. But you know what I'll do, Marshall? I'll come today you want to give your life to God. And Brother Sean is here. Brother Sean, come walk down here with Marshall. We're gonna pray for him together. <laughs> Mr. Denise, his boss is here. Mr. Denise, you part of the work crew? All right, Mr. Denise. Mr. Denise, we're here. See, I told you see how close we are, Mr. Denise? Mr. Denise. Wednesdays, 12.30, 1.30 If you ever want to come and get a real power lunch Come in and pray God will speak to you Boom, we're here We appreciate you being here God bless you But that's not a kingdom word if I meet somebody in some place where a church of ours that we're connected to is closer, I'm going to tell them go there. Because I don't want you driving far to the church. I want you to have the best possible experience in giving your life to God and experiencing God in your life. Is there anyone before we close out today and pray for Marshall? Marshall, I want you to lift your hands like this. We're going to pray God's strength upon you. And then we're going to take you over to the pool. They're going to get you ready. And we're going to take you over to get baptized. John, lay your hands on Marshall. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this man, for the work that you have placed into Brother Walgreens' in heart, and he ministered to him, and now here he is today. This is the day that you have made and ordained, destined for him to surrender his life, to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless him. I pray, Lord, that you strengthen him and that, Lord, he will be that light wherever he goes, Lord God. Bless him spiritually, bless him physically, bless him emotionally. Oh, God, I pray the blessings of God will flow in his life like he has never experienced. God, have your way in his life. Give him strength and health, oh, mighty God, and allow him to be your witness, to be your conduit. I pray your will to be done in his life, Lord. We thank you for him responding in obedience to the word of God and for your will to be done in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you get it prepared for baptism? Brother Cal, he'll get you ready for baptism. We're normally not here this late. Today's service ran a little bit later than normal. And I'm telling you that because I try my best to be accountable, and I don't want you to just think we willy-nilly. Most of the times we're here, we, we're here in the morning. We have Sunday school at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Sunday school is over at 9.45. We have, pre, we have a pre-prayer start at 10 p.m., 10 a.m., and we pray from 10 a.m. to 10.30. And then at 10.30, our service starts, and we're normally done by 12.15, 12.30 at the latest. So today we went a little bit over, and so I want you to know, because if you want to come back like Mr. Nees or somebody else, I don't want you looking at the clock and saying, ah, they ran a little too late. No, Mr. Dease, we don't run late normally. We're done at 12.30, Mr. Dees. I'm just telling you, I love people, and I, w- I want to give you every opportunity to receive the Word of God and be saved. We are normally about that time. So, we don't want you to not come back again. We want you to come back again and visit us. We want you to come back again and hear from the Word of God. Listen, lift your hands. And let me pray for you before we go. Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, for every lifted hands right now in this sanctuary, Lord, you know their needs. You know what their hearts desire. If it be according to your will, Lord, let it be so that today, Lord, the word that was spoken. Let it go into their hearing and go into their heart and take root and grow and produce good fruit. I pray you will bless their goings, bless their comings. Allow them to come back and to experience the word and the presence and the power of God. Help them, put a hunger in them, Lord, to desire more of you, more of your word. Oh, that they will want to grow more in maturity in Christ Jesus. Lord, bless them as they go. Keep them from all danger and from all harm. And let your will be done, Father. We thank you today, Lord God, for what you have already done. And Lord, we look forward to all that you are doing. For God, we know that you have given us all the spiritual blessings. And we have access to them. Oh, and we will receive them. We thank you and praise you for all these things we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for coming. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day.